Come stay and play at Live Casino and Hotel. Welcome to one of the biggest casinos in the country with luxurious clean rooms, upscale dining, and the grandest payouts. Now offering stay and play and all in packages, including $50 free slot play, VIP parking, VIP casino access, and more. Book now at livecasino.com or call 443-445-2929. At Arundel Mills, must be 21, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgambling.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. On today's episode of Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, we look ahead to the MLS's back final and discuss which club needs the win more, plus a look at MLS's plan to restart the regular season. I'm Jake Watroba, and this is Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. Listeners, please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Pod. We love your feedback, comments, and questions, so continue to send them in. Now, let's get to today's episode. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Alrighty, Uncle Sam Soccer Podcast. It's the three of us, Jake Watrova, Justin Sosa, and myself, Stephen Jodder. And we are recording this episode August 8th, 2020. And the footballing world continues on. We got a fantastic final coming up. We we got a Cinderella story, and uh, everybody thought it was going to be a joke that Orlando would get so far. But nope, here they are. And uh, Jake, before we talk about MLS Cup and your beloved Minnesota United pulling the typical United or Minnesota sports mantra, which is to lose in the semifinal, I feel like that that's been a trend. I see that you're nodding your head. Um, we'll, we'll get your comment on that. But the Champions League is something that I think for the neutral sports fan, the Champions League is an easy way to get into soccer. But now that it's be with CBS. Two questions here. Do you think that's going to be a problem? And secondly, do you like that no American is commentating or broadcasting or doing the commentary between matches for CBS? Well, Stephen, on your, for your second question there, I might have an opinion on that if I actually got the channel that the <laughs> Champions League will be on for the next several years. I do not have CBS Sports Network. I have to imagine that the Champions League won't appear all that often on CBS. As far as I'm concerned, European soccer, Champions League, Europa League, it's all dead to me. I ain't watching it. I can't watch it. I won't be able to find it. I'm not buying CBS All Access. I'm out. Justin, are you are you going to buy CBS All Access to, to get those games, or are you just going to try to do the, I don't know, illegal stream? I don't even – can we get in trouble for saying that? Feel like it, no, feel... I, I think I think it's pretty obvious that people do it, so you're probably good. <laughs> but um, 
I mean, I, I did the month free trial when the NWSL tournament was giving. Um, and then when they announced that they were going to show the Champions League games on it, I just figured I, I'd pay for the month. And if I didn't enjoy it, I just canceled it at that point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think I think you you hit the nail on the head by saying that the Champions League is a good opportunity for casual fans to kind of get involved and learn about soccer. My only thing is, is with this being behind a paywall, I think only the diehard fans are really going to pay that little bit of money to see the games. Um, so CBS might miss out on kind of attracting just general fans or fans that want to get involved with the game or just fans who only watch Champions League soccer. Um, so the coverage is going to have to be, you know, hit out of the park if, if they're going to want to bring those casual fans in to pay that little bit of extra streaming money. As far as an American covering Champions League, I'm not necessarily upset that they didn't put one in. I, I think it just seemed as though they they weren't really trying to look for somebody who could jump in on a broadcast. I mean, like Taylor Twelman and Stu Holden aren't bad broadcasters by any means. And it's not like putting them on the broadcasting group. It would be a token American because I feel that they both do their job pretty well and they know what they're talking about when they are you know, presenting for Fox or ESPN. Um, but I don't think I don't think an American not being on this group is really that big of a deal right now. I have to say I was shocked by Roberto Martinez's bald head. I was not expecting him to be bald. So at first when I saw the studio coverage, I was like, who's this guy? And then I heard him. I'm like, oh, my God, that's Roberto Martinez. He, I don't know, man. It was, I, I was just a little bit shocked that he was bald. I think it's cool that they have a few figures like still in the active game. Like Roberto Martinez, obviously one of them. Um, they've got Schmeichel. They've got characters, and obviously, I mean, Schmeichel and character obviously aren't active players now, but former players. Um, Micah Richards is on there. Um, it'll be interesting to see kind of what their perspective on on their coverage of the show and stuff is. There's a lot of people on in the group, obviously, so I'm kind of anticipating some type of shoulder show or just something to kind of spin off of coverage outside of yeah, general they, game coverage. I believe they spent, what, an hour talking? I mean, I, I really only watched Real Madrid, City, Juventus, Leon. I didn't watch any of the Saturday games, but they spent an hour, uh, about an hour post-match after City, Real Madrid, Juventus, Leon talking about the game. So there, there's clearly an appetite. I guess CBS is seeing an appetite for this. I don't know if it's really worthwhile I, I just don't know if the american fan sticks to care uh if sorry should be sacked or not i mean at that point you're running into an espn fc type show right so anyway enough about the champions league and listeners question of the day if orlando wins this cup what does this mean for orlando city soccer club and jake here they are in the final they beat your minnesota united a team that you thought would be top three of the league. And they made some good noise, but they laid an egg against Orlando. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really look... Uh, I mean, look, man, we all slept in Orlando, right? I, I think talking about this tournament a month ago, three weeks ago, whenever... whenever how many, however many weeks ago it was when MLS's back started, we all looked at this group and thought, Orlando City. Remember when we sat here and complained about how stupid it was that Orlando City got the opening game against yeah. Inter Miami? Remember <laughs> oh how bad God, that game wow. was bad. Remember how bad that game was too. We, we, I sat here. You sat there. 
we talked about how crappy of a game that was to watch, and we we're like, oh no, is this is this going to be the the tournament? Uh, this is bad. And I almost want to call them the little engine that could. I mean, they've overcame so many obstacles to get to this point. Uh, I mean, Stephen. I mean, we, you and I, we had even so they get out of the group, right? You and I sit here and we pick Montreal. I believe. I believe you and I both picked Montreal in that opening knockout round against uh, that that Orlando had. They beat Montreal. Okay, great. Well, that's probably it, right? Because they got to face LAFC. No one's beat Orlando is not beating LAFC. Well, turns out they somehow managed to beat LAFC. I mean, and then they get to play Minnesota United. I mean, they have answered the call every single time uh, they, they've been they've been asked to answer. I mean, they, every challenge they face, they've met it head on and have uh, overcome our expectations. What What do you and, make of of Minnesota United though? Because this was their Minnesota. This was kind of their opportunity to kind of put a stake into the league, right? Here's a team with a fantastic stadium, a team that kind of failed off the back, right? It was soft launch FC. They come in, um, a, a team that made the playoffs last year, lost his last time, Ibrahimovic in the LA Galaxy, but you thought they had a good offseason. You thought, you know, this team could contend. They could make some noise. They finished high. Think and you still think that. And they got to the semifinal here against Orlando. You thought Orlando's run would, you know, magic, the little engine that could finally would just stop moving. So uh, let me just quickly give me your commentary on Minnesota United. I mean, it's I. I didn't expect them to go very far in this tournament when they drew uh, Columbus Crew. I mean, we all, all three of us, did not expect the Crew to uh, to lose that match. I mean, look, Minnesota. I mean, they had Orlando on the back foot for the first, uh, or on their heels rather, for the first uh, twenty twenty five minutes of that match. It, it really felt like uh, the loons were out for blood to open that match. They were running circles around Orlando. I think the thing with the Minnesota is they came into this tournament missing the best defender in MLS, Ike Opara. Didn't play a single match. Uh, they then get to the knockout rounds. Kevin Molino really isn't, uh, I guess he wasn't available to start, is, I guess is how I'm going to look into that. Uh, Roman Mentaner missed the uh, the final two games of this tournament. Uh, I mean, he's arguably one of the best uh, right backs in MLS. So, I mean, look, this Orlando team, they came in flying hot. Uh Knowing what I know now about how this tournament has unfolded, I'm not surprised now, I guess, that Orlando was in the final. If you were to, again, ask me that question a month ago, I would tell you yeah. you are uh, you are crazy. There is no, there's a snowball chance in hell that they're making it to the final, but they did. So, you mean, tip the hat to Orlando. It is what it is, I guess, at this point. Right. Orlando beat Minnesota United 3-1, to and... Orlando's going up a, a Timbers team that was predicted by somebody on this show. Justin, how happy yeah, or how am... excited are you the fact that you, your, your team, not only the team that you thought would make the final, the team that would win it all, here they are in the final after beating the Philadelphia Union 2-1. to one. Yeah, I mean, I guess after the Red Bulls kind of just crashed out after three, well, not three, two miserable performances in the group stage, um Portland just became my adopted team after you know boldly choosing them to win the entire thing um it, you can ask some of my friends too uh, that I'm in group chats with that like we'll talk about the games and stuff in the tournament and uh 
one of my friends is an NYCFC fan and the other one's a Philly fan. So when Portland went up against them both times and they won, it was as if like the Red Bulls beat them when, when Portland won both games. Like I was just so excited and happy. Um, yeah, man, I, I just think they've, they've been the most organized and disciplined side at the tournament. You know, yes, they've given away, I mean, this is like kind of what I said, but they've given away a penalty each game of the knockout stages. But when it comes to open play, they haven't really given up much. And Steve Clark's been shaky here and there in goal. Um, but, I mean, they just they just know how to bunker in, defend, and then hit on the counter with Blanco, with Valeri, with Williamson, with Ibobasi. It's just a lot of – I see a lot of people say it's boring to watch this type of soccer. But, I mean, like, when they hit on the counter, that's exciting. Like, that's fun to watch. I, I, I find it enjoyable how a team kind of fend off a really possession-based team and then hit them on the counter and show where their gaps are to score their goals. So just quickly, Justin, the, the match against the Philadelphia Union, were you shocked? Were you surprised? How, how, do, we, how do we feel about that? So going into the game, I mean, these are two teams that – don't I mean I already said the Portland Timbers aren't necessarily a possession-based team. I think Philly's a little bit more comfortable in possession, but not necessarily the type of team that will pass the ball around and, and break down a team like Portland in, in their defensive shape. So I think this game had the potential of being really boring and really bad in the sense that neither team wanted the ball and kept kicking it away from one another. But Philly, Philly tried. Philly tried to hold on to the ball, and, and and to their credit, they did have a few good moments in possession. But Portland, that just played right into Portland's hands, and, and Portland saw that, and Portland took advantage, and they went in and they got the win. You know, Philly had their moments towards the end of the game, too. Uh, they had a goal called off for, like, an inch of an offside, but, you know, an offside's an offside, and I'll take it at that point. <laughs> yeah. Listeners, question of the day, which I teased at the beginning here is what would this win mean for Orlando City, right? The Cinderella team. And, and frankly speaking, this we, we, we joked around like this is the biggest win in Orlando City's uh, history. We, we joked about it. And after the LAFC match, we all kind of said, yeah, we were in agreement that that is. But I, I feel like every week we've asked that question since this knockout stage started, Steve. And I, I remember asking... During, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on a on a actual recording, but I do remember asking it between us three on a Skype call after the Montreal win. Was this the biggest win in Orlando City history? And then obviously that's trumped by LAFC, and now here we are against Minnesota United. It's, it's it, this is this is actually a, a big moment I feel like for this club. And I I, I want to take your question of the day a little bit further, Stephen, and we'll open this up to the listeners. You, you know. Tweet us at Stamps. What does this trophy mean for either one of these clubs? Are, are we going to look at this trophy three months from now and think it's stupid? Or is anybody is anyone taking this really seriously? We on this podcast we had this debate about the supporters' shield. Me and Justin are uh, big proponents of the supporters' shield, and, and overall, uh, the, the team with the most points at the end of the season should be viewed as the best team. Stephen, on the other hand, doesn't really care for that. He wants you know when. Uh, He's more about the business end of the season, aka the playoffs. That's all he cares about. So if you sneak into the playoffs, but 
you 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 run the table and win MLS Cup. That's all Steven cares about. So and, and Jake, let me let me just add this. And Justin, you, I'll give you the first go here. Remember, there's a million dollars in a Concacaf Champions League place on the line. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't I don't know if the title of being the MLS's back champion necessarily means much in the long run, especially if this ends up just becoming a preseason tournament where they have the West in Vegas and the East in Miami or Orlando, like there there's been rumors around. Um but yeah, that CONCACAF Champions League spot and that million dollar prize is huge for any team, re- regardless of whether it's Portland, Orlando, LAFC, Atlanta, whoever it is, you know, it's it's a million dollars, which can go towards whatever the club needs. And especially if if a team like Orlando wants to reinvest in a DP or if, if Portland's looking to bring in, you know, um, a young DP because MLS is kind of throwing in that new uh, under 22 rule next year where you can basically have three under 22 DPs on top of your three older DPs as it is, um, which, you know, heading, like I said, heading into next year's would be absolutely huge. Um, for Orlando, I think it means a bit more because it's, it's the first time they'd be in the CONCAF champions league. And I think I'd be really interested to see how they face off or how they do against teams from Mexico or even teams from Costa Rica. And if Oscar Perea can kind of, get this team uh kicking against tougher competition yeah i doesn't this mean doesn't this seem like this tournament uh when whoever goes on to win the mls is back right doesn't it seem like it means more for orlando like just off the back so if portland were to win this it's great Gio Cervese, this is his sixth tournament final in eight season as a pro head coach right spending across his career but it won't mean as much for Gio Cervese. It might secure his job for for a longer run than previously. But for Orlando, this puts them right in the CONCACAF Champions League. This puts them on the map, right? This this puts away those years that they wasted with Kaka. Just people will – I think we're okay with forgetting that. We've moved on. I think under Oscar Pereira – and with this tournament, Orlando City could say, we are back on the map. The fans in Orlando, whenever fans are officially fully back in stadiums, should be absolutely hyped for this, for, for what they have now as a soccer team, as a football team representing Orlando. Uh, I definitely think it helps Orlando in terms of that fan aspect because I think we saw with the Galaxy and LAFC, uh, with LA Galaxy heading downwards and LAFC just skyrocketing to be the best team in the league all those la fans who were either on the fence about soccer or even watching mls immediately shifted towards being an lafc fan and so for orlando to to even make this final or to do as well as they are all those all those florida soccer fans who are on the fence about whether to support miami or orlando or whatever it may be are now looking at orlando and saying hey this team's playing a lot better and they might actually win something quicker than miami so i might want to hop on this train and i mean Given Miami, Miami's new to the league. You know, they haven't had the opportunity to maybe grow that fan experience and kind of get their fans involved with actual home games aside from March. But Orlando already had that stadium. They have that that awesome purple ball. There's a lot to get behind already in Orlando, and the fact that they're doing well now only helps them even more coming out of it. And when fans are actually allowed back into stadiums, Jake, this is this a a, a selling point? This tournament final this cup final for mls tuesday night 8 30 eastern on espn 
Orlando City versus the Portland Timbers. I mean, what, no. do, you, what do you think the engagement is going to be here, TV wise? Think people are, are going to be tuned in, or they're they're paying attention to the NBA or the NHL or MLB? Look, guys, you, you Mr. Negative over here. You got you asked me this question, okay? You know what the answer is going to be. You know, you know what your boy is going to say. No, this isn't going to this isn't going to be a big catch or it's going to catch big ratings for MLS. Um, they they weren't getting big ratings when they were the only sport on TV. It was them and NWSL. They weren't getting they weren't getting big ratings there. So why like, going up against the, the NHL, the NBA? But bro, MLB? it's it's a final. It's it's silverware's on the line. I would be shocked if they had more than fifty in this game. More than I what? I would be shocked. Three hundred fifty thousand. If more than three hundred fifty thousand people tune into ESPN Tuesday night, eight thirty Eastern, and watch Timbers, Orlando City, I'll be shocked. And I will, I will come on to this podcast once the numbers are out, and I will apologize to MLS. I will apologize to the Timbers. I will apologize to Orlando City because I doubted that you guys could draw that many viewers or even more. I, I will I will send in my written apology. Oh, but, I'll, t- I'll I can't wait. I can't wait for uh, Jake's written apologies. Hey, I did it that one time when I <laughs> with about, Wayne, uh, Wayne, Wayne Rooney? Rooney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I did that there. So I I I just I don't think uh, I I don't think many people will um, be watching. And one other thing to add, you talk about this. You know, if Orlando wins this tournament, it puts them on the map. Here's the thing, though, you guys, in, in creating fan buzz and all that stuff. If they don't perform in the regular season, though, if they don't bring this right, over, right. it's all for nothing. It's all for nothing. And I think it's all for nothing. And I think that's a great. This is a great time to 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 pivot towards. Uh, we got a plan for the regular season to resume. Yeah. MLS announced earlier today, like he's like season. Stephen said we're recording this uh, on, on Saturday night. Uh, the MLS announced uh, a revised schedule. That will see each team play an additional 18 regular season games in a phased approach. The first phase will consist of most teams playing six matches against regional opponents through September 14th, with the exception uh, being uh, FC Dallas and Nashville. They will play each other an additional three times to make up for those missed games. because they were pulled out of the MLS's back tournament due to COVID-19. Now, first of all, guys, we have, I guess, another regional approach to this MLS. This is back. We have you had almost these regional groups, and now we're doing it again. We we, almost, we kind of talked about this uh, on a past show about maybe doing a bubble where you had. Uh, a couple teams in this bubble, a couple teams in that bubble, you know, where they're just going to play each other and then we'll see what happens. It looks like that's what MLS is doing this time. What are your thoughts on this? And that has had struggles where you're having teams just kind of, you know, you, you have teams playing home markets. Marlins are catching COVID. St. Louis Cardinals are catching COVID. Everyone's getting COVID. We're, we're skipping games. We got, we're missing weeks. Are, are we cool with this? Do we like this approach or do you think this is a recipe for disaster, Steven? Uh, I don't know. I, I I think it could be it could be a recipe for disaster. Just look at MLB. Look at USL. I, I think I think we we and we'll we'll get back to the Cup final. I think Jake, you you pivot right 
rightfully so, to this regular season because maybe we're looking at a potential where MLS has problem with COVID. There, there's so much shakiness around MLB. There's NBA is working fine in the bubble, but just wait. The the NFL is going to come back. If you get COVID cases pop up in the NFL and there is such an intersection between the NFL and MLS with ownership, don't be surprised if decisions made in one league don't carry over to the other. So Portland, Orlando, MLS fans, soccer fans in this country, enjoy that game Tuesday night because it could be possible where this regular season, despite their plan to play on, doesn't really get played and we don't actually have the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I was talking to my dad about this earlier. Um, if MLS just decided not to go with a regular season and just ended it after MLS is back, I wouldn't have been upset. I, I, I think it gave everybody that MLS buzz that they want. MLS fans, it gave them all the buzz they wanted. Even if fans went out early, I think it's been a good tournament to watch for MLS fans. It's it's concerning to think that, you know, even with USL trying to do regionalized uh, games, that they're still coming up with positive COVID tests. And MLB's obviously been coming up with positive COVID tests. I... I wish MLS had tried the the regional version of it. I mean, they're already doing it with the first six games. I don't see why we couldn't have just done that uh, and maybe shaked up the the format of the playoffs because they're already allowing practically every team in the league to qualify for the playoffs. I think it's like 10 in the East because there's 14 teams there because of the way that they move national over, I think. So that's four teams that don't make it. And then there's what, 12 over in the West and eight teams from there make it, so there's four that don't. So essentially eight out of 26 teams aren't making the playoffs, which, I don't know, it just kind of seems like you have to do the bare minimum to make it in the playoffs to begin with. Um, yeah, it's not, so. it, it seems like we, it seems like it's easier to make the playoffs than not, right? Dumbing down the playoffs. We're just going to keep dumbing it down until everybody gets an uh, invitation. Yeah, and exactly. At that point, what's the at that point, then there might as well not be a playoffs. It's not on, on points merit. Okay, all right, Stephen, yeah. you hear that? If everyone's getting to the playoffs, then it might as well be who has the most points at the end of the season. Well, then. then at the point, then why have the playoffs? Exactly. This is why. This is why the supporter shield uh, is important. But uh, all right, guys, one last <laughs> question here before we let you go. This is a really smooth transition, by the way. We had the final. MLS Cup is back. Final eight thirty Eastern Tuesday on ESPN. Be there or be square. Let's start with Justin oh because this is his squad now. He uh, said if the Red Bulls uh, vanished off the face of the earth, he would pivot and be a Timbers fan. I have record of that. Red Bulls fans, if you have an issue with that, uh, at uh, you know at Justin Sosa ninety nine. Justin, is this the Timbers final to lose? That's tough. Um, I don't you, think you don't, so. You don't want to jinx it? Well, it's not that I don't want to jinx it. I mean, in, in all honesty, I have nothing but pride, really, to lose in this final. It's not like I'm going to be heartbroken if they lose. It's just like, damn, I had gotten it right this far in, and now for it to fall apart. Anyways, but, like, I don't think it's necessarily Portland's game to lose. I I think it's more Orlando's only because they have the title of being air quotes the hosts and wait, because wait, wait, I think wait. you we, think it's or you think Orlando has more on the line here. 
A hundred percent. This is, I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, think about it. You have a, a Portland team that was an MLS cup. What? Two seasons ago against Atlanta United, a team that has, has dominated pretty much from the get go. Right. Uh, Jeremy Abobasi has four goals. Sebastian Blanco has three goals, right? The club legend, Diego Valeri. Uh, he's been performing well. Uh, Diego Chara has been uh, such a plug in this in this midfield. I feel like this is it's not David versus Goliath because I think Orlando has shed that David uh, um, name. I, I think Orlando's just a good team, right? Under Oscar Pereira, they are a good they are a good team, right? They beat LAFC and Minnesota United. Those are two solid MLS top six seven clubs who, who, competing in twenty twenty, right? Well, I think I think you just put it there. Then they beat two top teams. You know, this is their when you're looking at the final and how the teams play. Orlando's the more possession based team. They're going to want to dominate the game more in terms of having the ball. I think this is their final to lose. They've had they've had quote unquote bigger wins leading up to this final. They play maybe more attractive soccer than Portland do, which would then make a neutral fan who's watching believe that this is the better team. Therefore, it's their final to lose. And, and Portland have an, have an MLS Cup in in their trophy cabinet. They've made MLS Cup finals before. Orlando hasn't even qualified for a playoff. You know, like this yeah, is, but the, this but is the, their but moment. Doesn't it this seem is their like final to lose? I don't. It just seems like Portland have more on the line because if are we really going to say okay, let's just play it out. Orlando are mid table, right? They're, they just sneak into the playoffs in a couple months' time, and they win this. And Portland are a top four team in the West. Top six, seven team in MLS when when we look at the playoffs in twenty twenty here, if that comes to be, and you're gonna be like, you lost to Portland in MLS back. I mean, you lost to uh, to Orlando in MLS back. Portland, what are you guys thinking? Like, how did you allow that but to it, happen? If we have this regular season, is MLS is going to be looked at, looked back on? as in like an actual trophy. Like that's, that's my thing is at that point, we've already had, we've had the regular season. Now we're going into playoffs hypothetically for an MLS cup. You know, you can just look at MLS's back as, as a glorified preseason tournament. It was just a precursor as to what these teams are capable of, but it doesn't mean anything in the long run. Yes. You win money and yes, you qualify for the CONCACAF champions league, but in the long run, it doesn't. I don't think it means much. Into the, it doesn't mean much into the regular season, aside from the points that you get in the group stage. But yeah. again, like, I don't. I don't. I don't think it's Portland's final to lose. I think it's Orlando's. They've just they've built up more hype around them heading into this game than I think Portland have, even though Portland have played well. Well, it's going to be interesting. Nani's been ex- excellent, as we've mentioned. Uh, Bobase, Blanco, Valeri, Chara. They've been excellent for. Uh, Portland, Nani, obviously, respected for Orlando. Uh, it, it's been, it's been, it's going to be interesting how Oscar Pereira and Gio Cervesi set this up. And Jake, I know you haven't really chimed in on this, but I, um, I'm, I'm looking at the series matchup between the Timbers and Orlando. Do you want to know what it is? I would have to imagine it's uh, Orlando is over. No, they, Orlando they has never, oh. three wins and ten goals. The Timbers one win and seven goals, and they both drawn. Orlando have the upper hand against the Timbers. So it in actually, the series, 
in the series. In the series. Not right, not 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 Tuesday night, but in the series overall. In the series. As if Here's that my has take any any relevance to to it. Here's my take on it really quickly before we uh wrap this uh this bad boy up here. I don't think it's anyone's final to lose. I will say there is a hell of a lot of pressure on Portland to win it. If you think about this Timbers team heading into the season, Gio Savarisi was under a lot of pressure. The Timbers did not perform all that well last year. They kind of uh, had a scrap and claw their way just to get into the playoffs. Not a very impressive performance at all last year. They didn't look all that great to start this season either. For me, I think the pressure is on them. It's on Gio Savarisi to get them over the hump here, get a trophy, feel good about themselves before they go into the regular season. But that is it for today's show. You can follow the show on Twitter at UncleSamSoccerPod. You can follow Stephen Jodran at Stephen Jodran, and you can follow Justin at JustinSosa99. And don't forget, here's a little tease for you guys. We have a Hartford Athletic podcast coming out later this week. Justin had the opportunity to sit down and talk Hartford Athletic with owner Bruce Mandel, so be on the lookout for that. You can follow myself at Jake Petroba for Stephen and Justin. We'll talk to you guys later. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve, too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve, too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.